Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, welcome to another podcast. And I am pretty pumped and excited because look at the guys. The guys are all smiles. We record this on a Friday afternoon and they're all excited and they're all pumped because they know that today's topic is going to help you tomorrow, being your Saturday open home day. And um, I have to say to you, when I, I can't help it. When I look at agents that crush it long term, long-term. And I just find that, yes, they say they're using their social. They say they're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're just listed. They're working their database. They're making their calls. But a lot of the great agents, in fact, I would probably say 80% of them keep saying, my open homes continue to be a source of ongoing appraisals and listings if they're done really well. Some agents are actually doing, they're telling me right now that they're getting a lot of people coming through their midweek opens, which, um, and, I, I, and I find that fascinating because midweek opens were always the lesser number. But I'd love to talk about having world-class opens. Um, and a lot of these start on Friday, the activities that you're doing on the Friday. Um, over to you guys, what does an incredible open for inspection look like in 2022? Yeah, you're right, Tommy. Show, it's show time or show day, as we say, opens, and it's the best time of any time to go out and showcase who you are and what you do and how you do it in the community. So we talk a lot internally, Troy and I, to our, our team about world-class open for inspection, so maybe we can unpack what that what that means. Um, you know, one of the funny things I, I noticed, Tom, is, and it happens in Melbourne, and I'm not being critical of our Melbourne agents, any of ours or anyone else's, because... They were great, but a lot of agents have this as advertised. You know, they're doing an auction and they say open for inspection as advertised, which means someone's now going to go back to the website and got to find the time for this week. I've always, I've always found that you lock it in and it's ten fifteen to eleven Saturday and Wednesday for the duration of the campaign. So anyway, that's a by the by. But I do think how easy can you make it for people to attend your opens? We'll put the num- name on the website, so the time on the website and the board and don't change it. So the most important thing for me, Troy, with Opens is you and your presence. Um, A lot of agents, you know, we've seen the worst case is, you know, on phones and distracted and showing very little interest in the customer. Um, It's really about how present are you, what preparation have you done. I mean, Wayne Vaughan is one of our great Open for Inspections, Wayne and Tina Vaughan. They've got fact sheet, they've got stamp duty calculators, they've got everything about the comparable sales all beautifully bound with copies ready for clients to take away and digital copies. And So I think I think you've definitely got to be organised. You've got to have the tools and the information that um, a buyer or potential seller possibly may need. Then I think most importantly is just how are you at the, at the open for inspections? I used to say to people, don't go out on Friday nights and think, you know, you're going to have a little bit of a late night and whatever and start eating garlic and all the kind of things that are going to put off buyers the next day. Have some discipline. Recognise the importance of an open home and the value that you can play for your client and, um, and be there. Be there organised. Be there on time. So a couple of things I used to do, Tom, just little things, and then, Teresi, just chime in. Um, I always used to park a little bit up the road because I used to kind of want to maximise any parking for potential customers. Um, so that was a little thing I used to do. I used to bring along my old open for inspection list from previous previous opens of all properties because often someone would be pulling up and I'd be out the front. I'd be saying, oh, my God, who are those two people again? They came to me last weekend at Smith Street. And I'll say, oh, Tom and Sula Panos, that's right. Then I'd be able to greet them because I do think your ability to recognise and remember people, greet them by name if, if possible, 
is really, really important. So I think, yeah, have the tools there, be be ready to go, organise, maybe park a little bit up the road to maximise parking opportunities, bring your old open for inspection lists to make sure that, um, you know, you can remember who people are. Um, the last one, Troy, is a lot of agents, you know, they kind of just, they parrot the ad when someone comes, oh, this is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom and double garage sort of thing. And I'm thinking, well, I've seen the ad, A, so I probably didn't need you to tell me that, and B, as I'm about to find all those obvious bits out. And I'm thinking, aren't you going to tell me something that's a bit interesting that's not obvious? So I just say, Tom and Sula, welcome again. Great to see you back here. Or, you know, great to see you at this home for the first time. Great to see you guys again. Um, come through. I think you'll really love this beautiful home. Um, it's one of my favourites in the street. A couple of little things. Just you won't see it, but there's already an attic space up there and they've actually had plans drawn up and a DA approved to put in a proper staircase, which would really give you another full-size double bedroom and a Velux window. And I've actually had a builder's quote for $12,500 to do it, number one. Number two, and, and I'd, just, I'd be looking for things that are useful to buyers but not necessarily in the ad or obvious to give to people. And I, I just found that that helped. Statistic over the years, Tommy, for me, was 20% of people that came to open homes were actually sellers, not buyers, or they were yeah. they, well, they were both, but they're going to sell. So if you think on a Saturday, if you're doing half a dozen opens and meeting 100 people, you've probably just met 20 potential sellers um, as well. So, you know, yeah, really- I, 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 To all our listeners right now, if you want to get yourself some appraisals and some listings, just go to your open home list, from three months ago, because the research is very clear. They begin the process. Step one is let's see what's happening out there in the market. And what you'll find is that that moves forward and three months later, they're actually going through the process of putting their homes on the market. And um, John, very well said. And I think I've got to tell you, I can't get over how good it is to walk into an open and have the person smiling as you get to the door Versus being, I mean, a smile's got to be the cheapest cosmetic surgery anyone can get. It's done instantly, you know. Um, yeah, it warms the room immediately. No, it's good. Troy, what what have I missed? What have I missed? Because you're yeah, very good. John, John and Tom, you're right. Um, walking into an open for inspection is it's critical to actually engage with the person instead of just pulling out your phone and asking them for their phone number with a lot of the open house checking apps. Um, first of all, it always does start with. The preparation. Every single person that's representing you and the brand at that property, they need to know that property intimately. That means not just the configuration, they need to know all the details about the property. So if someone asks them when they're at the property about something specific, they're not saying, oh, I don't really know, let me come back to you. People want to have those answers so they can make informed decisions. So the day before, the week before, make sure you have all that information and every single person that's going to be at that property, they know that detail because it's going to be a critical thing about future business. The more armed, the more stuff information you have, the better knowledge you have, and then that's going to be displayed at the open. Second of all, um, I just mentioned it. When you walk up to the property, Tom, someone smiling at you is huge, but also a lot of agents are using the open for inspection checking apps on their mobile phone. Um just a quick little hack. Sometimes that can look like you're on your phone. That can look like you're yeah. text messaging or you're on Facebook. Uh, an iPad is such a great business tool and you can do the same function on the iPad. People are expect to pass over that information. So for a lot of people that are thinking, oh, maybe I'm not engaging or the junior person that's at the door taking names and numbers isn't engaging enough, make sure you get that information. And then, John, just to emphasize your point as the third little tip that I have is 
give them an insight into something about the property that the advertising and the photos won't tell them. So I've seen so many agents. Um, Tracy Dixon is a great example. Some of her properties that she represents, she'll actually make mention to the clients as they're walking through to actually go and spend a little bit time uh, in the formal living space or in the backyard where the pool area is in the properties that she represents because she wants them to enjoy it and not just go through the house and quickly have a look at all the fixtures and fittings. She actually wants them to get a sense of the lifestyle that that property creates. So giving insights like that, as you said, a lot of the open for inspection and attendees are future vendors. So the way that you're presenting there, the marketing, the customer service, what we spoke about last week, really rings true in this scenario. I love, that concept. I love the concept, John, and I'm going to hand over to you. Invisible value. If you can give people invisible value that is not obvious to the eye, that's when you're adding value to people. And every home does have invisible value that you can't actually see. Sorry, John. No, no, don't apologise. It's great stuff. And I was just, as Troy was talking, you were talking, I was thinking some other things I'll add. This, this would actually make, I think, tell me if possible, maybe Susan could type up all these and create a little checklist. Uh, and also the same with the quotes, maybe, you know, put, pop them on the Real Estate Gym website because I think there's some nice little gold nuggets here. A couple that I'd like to add. Um, Saturday callback. So Monday callbacks, most of our best agents are now doing them Saturday. I'm sure some listeners are doing that. Many are still doing them Monday, but people have a better recall. They're generally more at ease to chat of a Saturday afternoon than they are Monday morning when they're at work. So, you know, think through the customer's eyes. Uh, quick call Saturday afternoon. Thomas Sully, you came through Smith Street earlier in the day. I had a pleasure in meeting you. Could I just get, what was your opinion? How did it compare with the other things you saw today? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be chatting with my vendor tonight. I'd love to pass on any any comments you've got. So Saturday callbacks, the new Monday callbacks, number one. Uh, two, how do you dress? I like I like to have people dress slightly better than the customer, but this whole thing of looking like an undertaker in a three-piece suit, you know, and tie on a Saturday afternoon with 40-degree heat, to me just makes agents feel less accessible and more like um, robots. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think Saturday for, for men, you know, um, open neck shirt, maybe a sports blazer if it's a bit cool, not necessary if it's not, um, you know, just some nice dress jeans or chinos, whatever it is. But get away from this whole thing that you've kind of, and for the ladies, obviously, you know, the similar sort of thing, you know, just, just nice, comfortable weekend wear I think is totally appropriate. A um, couple more comparable sales. I mentioned that before with Wayne. And Tina Vaughan, I'm sure many people do it, but if you're not, please do the top four or five comparable sales that you've discussed with your vendor. Um, do a list of them with some details, land size, bedrooms, bathrooms, and make them available for buyers so it makes it easier for people to get comfortable with the price. And uh, music, I always try and choose music, and in the old days it used to be a cassette or a, or a CD, but whatever, you know, sort of uh, Spotify or whatever playlist you've got, I used, to, I used to think about who's the buyer. Are they empty nesters? Are they 60 plus? Are they 30-year-olds? And I would try and find some ambient music in the background, some background music that would be attractive to them. So I kind of think through that level of detail. And the last one that I hate, Troy, this is a this is just a pet peeve. I hate it at auctions because we do on-site auctions, as you guys know, and I know you do too, Tommy. When people, everyone arrives and the person at the front door is saying, oh, g'day, you here to bid? And I just think, man... Like 90% of the people, the answer is no. Why are you annoying them? Surely you know by now who the registered bidders are. And I just pulled up one of our guys who's saying, Paul, a lovely guy, he's saying it the other day. And 
not well, not want to be critical of him per se, but you know, he'd kind of been taught to say that. And I just I don't see the need for it. So just because I, I in fact, what I said to him, because I noticed that he was asking for names without introducing himself first. And I said, Paulie, just introduce yourself. Hey, hey, Tom and Sula, my name's Paul. Great to meet with you. Would you mind if I just pop down your number just for security reasons when taking everyone's phone number? Um, and then people are usually very, very happy to do that. But I always offer my name before I ask for theirs. Gold, gold, gold. The last thing, I was at an auction the other day, people coming through, and I heard the agent say to um, the other agents, uh, watch this guy. He lives down the road. I think he's going to put his home on the market. And you just saw these agents move up to the next level. Like they went they went from version three to version one. And I just said, guys, what if you acted and pretended that every person that walked in was that potential vendor? Isn't it easier just to be the same to every person than have to readjust? But mm-hmm. um, guys and girls, you can't see this because you're getting the audio version of the podcast. But we've got a friend that's joined us. John's Pickle. wonderful dog. That, Pickle. That's, that's, Pickle. Is that Troy? Is that is that number two or number one? That is the that's second number dog. Two. That's that Pickle. is not the first one, correct? That's Pickle. That's Pickle. Yeah. Pickle's joined. Pickle's joined Pickle's the podcast. There, I I, I noticed he started scrounging, eating some books on the uh, the, right. the, the left hand side there where John was she sitting. Was he's, ripped, he's ripped into John's book, How to Be Born Brilliant. He's ripped into John's book, How to Be Born Brilliant, and he's shredded it up. Anyway, <laughs> listen, gang, let's do it. <laughs> what book's that? Oh, it's gone. Freedom Journal. Freedom Journal. And Freedom she's Journal. decided. Yeah, <laughs> she's all over it. Freedom Journal. It's absolutely, I'll tell you what, it's absolutely free now. It's got to go into the waste paper <laughs> bin. He's ripped it up. All righty. So, again, Have a good thank weekend. you so much. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have we'll see you next week. See you, guys. See you, everybody. See you, team. Bye. Bye.